Welcome back to All Out West. What a big week it is with the start of the A-League only days away. We've had Channel 10 thrashing it like it's creator in 87 with the best ad campaign in years. And the cross-promotion, like Archie Thompson's on freaking MasterChef. Tara Russian's getting a spot on the like the project. How good is the A-League this year? This week we are joined with Leb. Oh, wait, no, Leb. It's Jay and Kelsey. How's it going, Jay, guys? how are we? Yeah, good. Not bad. Uh, you know, first FFA Cup game's down. It's been a big week, and now we're into the start of the real stuff. Yeah, I'm a bit hoarse after that weekend. It was good to get back to the football, but I'll be able to crack today. Glad to be back. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a fun one. And now let's get into a bit of like what's happening around the club update. Oh, yeah, we've upgraded our, our deal here. So we've got a few new banners and stuff. So straight off the bat, West United is proud to announce a partnership with Japanese crypto exchange company JPEX, uh, who will join the club as a gold partner ahead of the 21-22 season. JPEX will also sponsor United Defender and reign, uh, reigning player of the season, Tomoki Amai, throughout the upcoming season. Uh, the general manager of commer- uh, commercial manager, Chris Speldwind, that's, that's a new one for me. Good one. Yep, but he praised the new partnership, saying it shows the club is agile in the modern marketplace. What do you think? It, what are your thoughts on it, Kelsey? I think it's actually a really smart move, especially them being a Japanese-based um, company sponsoring the Japanese star that we've got in Tomoki Amai. Tomoki's well-loved by the fan base. Um, it's a different one out there for the A-League. We haven't really had any crypto uh, sponsorship deals. Yeah, think, with crypto... With crypto, you're starting to see it more and more. Um, of course, if characters like Elon Musk pushing it, you know, it's become more and more popular amongst the mainstream, you know, well, I couldn't say audience, I'd just say the internet, you know, it's quite mm. popular. So to get one, although it's not listed on the exchange where I lose all my money in crypto, so I couldn't find it, but hopefully I will be able to soon and hopefully it goes to the moon. Well, the thing there was that thing last year where Tony Sage was working with that London crypto exchange or whatever. So that was probably the first instance I remember. But that obviously went downhill, and this is more of a sponsorship than selling part of the club. But I think it's interesting and try putting a bit of like because there's they got individual player uh, sponsorships as well for the club as well. Like you get a few perks and stuff. So I think it's interesting. It's good to see different kind of businesses inv- investing in the Australian game, specifically Western United. Uh, exactly. Here you go. No, I was just saying exactly. And, um, yeah, it's good that we're tapping into that Asian market too. Exactly. Closest neighbour, we're competing in it. It's probably a bit more v- visibility for our club uh, in that region as well. So I don't see a con with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alessandro Diamante and Josh Risden have been ana- uh, announced as captain and vice captain. Jay, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we all really thought it was going to be a no-brainer with uh, with Diamante being the captain. You know, lead up Euro experience and maybe not his second season, but he had a crack in first season with us, and he's been pretty good for us. So, no surprises there. Um, pretty sure this is Josh Risden's first crack in a leadership position. I think he even said in his interview that it was something foreign to him. But, um, you know, a player of his, well, he's not super old, but his experience levels, his age, um, I think it would be probably a good role for him to undertake and it would be good because he just looks like a natural leader when he's on the pitch. Uh, He's well-spoken and um, I think he brings a lot to that leadership position. So to have, you know, probably our most two experienced players as uh, captain and vice-captain, Really, it's a no-brainer. Pretty happy with it. I'd have to agree. No-brainer, um, really clear. I think um, they were impressed with Risden's um, leadership off the field last year with his injuries. I think that's what helped um, get him into the vice-captain role. Um, he was actually – I noticed his voice quite a bit on, in the game against the Jets on the weekend, so I think they've made some good appointments here. Yeah, I think he commented in the interview that he was becoming the uh, one of the older heads around the, the club. So he's gone, wow, this is a bit not a new challenge for me, but he's excited to do so. And I think he's 
got the experience to do it. My only concern would be, will he be fit or and in, injury-free all season? Which leads me to my FIFA 21 team. It says he's injury-prone. That upsets me. It's killed me twice in my FIFA career. It's, it's upsetting me. It's so really, you really were complaining about it on Saturday before we went to the game. <laughs> he was. Yeah. Well, he, he, came through, he came through Saturday all right, to my knowledge. Uh, Diamante yep. actually so I still walk off with ice on his foot, but we'll get to that later, I suppose. Um, so maybe he might have to step up to proper captain sooner rather than later, Joshy. But um, we've got a lot of new players and a lot of players that have been there a while. So even if those two are unfit and aren't playing, you've got players like even you know, Connor Payne that can come in and, and I think fill that leadership role because they've got A-League experience and they're pretty, uh, you know, uh, they're, they're pretty prominent around the club. They've been there since day dot. So I don't think leadership's going to be a problem at Western United this season. Completely agree. Any other final comments, guys? No. No, I think we covered that pretty well. That's, that's a nice quick one. Let's move on to something different, guys. Ooh. Uh, oh, wait. Game wait, review, one. isn't it? Sorry, it's out of order. I there we go. For that one. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, don't throw me into that yet. <laughs> oh. Now, on Saturday the 13th of November, Western United participated in their first FFA Cup clash, and wow, what an experience. How good was it to be back in the stands and see the service crew in full effect? Uh, I, I was, originally, I was going to ask Leb this, but uh, his voice is done. Jay, whose voice is also pretty gone, how are you travelling? How, 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 what was the vibe like on the day? Well, we started pretty early. A uh, few of us caught up around uh, in Wyndham Vale uh, just for a couple of pre-drinks, you know, to sort of catch up. Uh, you know, so that was about midday. By the time we got to the pub, it was about about four o'clock and, you know, it was starting to get pretty pretty antsy, pretty excited. Had a really good uh, pre-game at the pub. A lot of people showed up. Uh, and honestly, that was probably... Other than the win, the highlight of my day was just getting down to the pub and catching up with all the guys that, you know, we haven't seen pretty much. I haven't seen a lot of them since Tasmania, which was six months plus ago. So to see, yeah, uh, probably not full effect, but, you know, the majority of of the Western Service crew uh, and the fans surrounding us uh, coming back and supporting the club just to see them down at the pub and then at the game. Yeah, that was just – it was really, really good and uh, exciting and hopefully we can continue that into next week and the coming weeks with all the games we've got coming up. Yeah, it really was a good vibe around the day from the uh, the friends that were made with the LA volleyball team or netball, whatever it was, uh, to the Crossbar Capers lads being there. It was, it was a really fun day. <laughs> yeah, they had a big day. But – I, it was it was great catching up with everyone. Uh, yeah, I, I hadn't seen a lot of the lads in a long time. And despite everything, the terrible weather, not a lot of promotion, there were free tickets, but we managed over 1,000 tickets. I'll just double-check the number. Kelsey, if you want to give me a highlight of your day there, Kelsey. Um, look, I, yeah, enjoyed seeing the lads again. Um, enjoyed the, uh, the full voice of everyone while we were you know, at the ground. Um, I enjoyed Alex coming and meeting us and uh, introducing herself from the A-League women's oh, side. Yeah. Um, Alexandra uh, Sinclair, Alex Sinclair, who we yeah. interviewed with Amanda Stella. She's uh, really great. We're going to have her again on throughout the season because she's great. She's going to keep us up to date with the not only Calder United, but the W League team as that progresses as well. But that was great meeting her. Uh, yeah, it was a real – It's really we back out during the like a bit of a post-covid era we're not finally through it but it's it's like the mask on mask off situation it's yeah but a lot of fun Look, uh, there, were, there were probably two cons for me for the entire day one the subarctic temperatures that was not fun time uh two was probably uh some of the heavy-headedness from the covid marshals uh one of them for example while our nephew was uh in the going to the bathroom they tried to send us back to our seats yeah, that, that was probably it was just a bit of heavy handedness. Once you like, even like when you tried to explain it, like I know you need to go back to seat. Took it a minute to realise, like, hang on a minute, it's a child in there. Probably can't go back to seat because the child's out. 
bit of logic there. But yeah, other than that, it was a really fun, positive experience. Yeah. I, I, also, you know, we've been quite critical of uh, GMHBA Stadium and their staff. Um, they did give us a little bit of grief, but honestly, I think it's also a trial for them because they've never really had, they haven't had to run an event in this sort of COVID era like this before. And hopefully, um, if it all goes according to plan, it should be better next week, but they're going to have probably 10 times the amount of people to deal with uh, at least at the victory game. So let's hope they're up to it. Otherwise it could be well, yeah, pretty rough. On that note, that was a perfect segue, Jay. I appreciate that. We had a, a attendance of 1,127, which was, I was quite surprised. There's a lot of people in the upper grandstand because we're all in one side. And 10 yeah. times, you're correct. The stadium capacity for the victory game is 13,000. And from what I've heard, we're at 10,000 seats sold. So which make sure I everyone jumps on that. Support the first team back. This is a great way to support your club. Buying tickets, use your membership, get in. This is one of the big games for our club coming up. But we're going to get back to the FFA Cup before we get too sidetracked because <laughs> uh, we'll do it. <laughs> now, the game was off to a brash start with a yellow card to the Jets' Elsie five minutes deep and then one followed a couple minutes later to the sticker. Kelsey, do you think this game is a little rough around the edges for all players involved, meaning they're not fully there yet? I think it was, but I think the good thing about it being an FFA Cup game as opposed to a preseason hitout was – there was something to play for, so I think it was a good competitive match leading up into the season. I actually think it was a bit, it's been a bit of an advantage for us heading into the season, having such a competitive hit out so early. Yeah, I think, um, look, had we not come away with the win, honestly, I wouldn't be too fast, even though it was our first FFA Cup game and still it's a competitive game. But... Um, we're going to have to play, I think, a few, a couple more games or at least one more game to get up to the stage where a lot more A-League teams you know, already are. Um, and ultimately, it's nice playing for something. It's nice winning something. It's nice winning our first ever FFA Cup game. Uh, but it really didn't – it felt like more of a preseason game, uh, the vibes, because we would not really seen that a lot of the, our team playing together and having that chance to gel. But – um, yeah, a lot of a lot of what I saw on the pitch gave me hopes for our first league game coming up. So um, definitely, definitely good having a game that's worth a bit more than a than a preseason friendly as sort of your warm up match for the league to kick off. Definitely, Kelsey. What are your thoughts? Uh, like I said, um, as I was saying earlier, like it was good to just have a bit of a competitive head out. Um, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see. Uh, the lineups coming up into the next game versus this game. Um, I think some COVID impacts were still playing on the TVs and people are still coming from quarantine, haven't had enough training yet and that. But I'm really – like, I was happy we got the win. Completely agree. Yeah, definitely. What were your thoughts on how we lined up? Pretty strong lineup, I think. Uh, probably not far off what we're going to be throwing at uh, at the victory, I'd say. Even um, even though I'd say uh, our goal scorer, Prijevic, is probably the more uh, experienced of the two, of the forwards we have available. I think we'll actually start Dylan Wenzel-Halls, probably because of fitness. Uh, the only player I really see moving out of that lineup is probably Lustica for Rene Crin, if he's fit. Uh, other than that, pretty close to our full strength 11, I'd say. Yeah. I'll, I'll get more into it in the uh, game preview ahead of victory. But, yeah, I, I think it was the best lineup we had available to start. And then the subs, like, obviously, as you said, Previch doesn't have quite the fitness or the sharpness yet, having only just gotten out of quarantine recently. Um, Dylan Wendell Halls, though, I have to say, was very lively. I yeah, really enjoyed his movement. We had a lot of pace for that first 20 minutes and we looked dangerous. Uh, my big comment probably for it and the game in general is I felt there was a lot of – we 
we conceded a lot probably in uh, Garuccio's kind of like, is it a left back? I don't like a wing kind of, well, yeah. I'm not sure. That, no, no, he was a left back. We'll play with four at the back. Yeah. yeah. Um, I felt that well, there was a few turnovers and a bit of problems there and I'm a big fan of Garuccio. So I, I'd like to see that tighten up. Um, big fan of Lacroix. He's like 80 foot tall oh. and like, dude, he, he, he literally like, he just does a little Runs tiny like, jump and he's just I was like. about to say. He, it's it's like a it runs like a gazelle. <laughs> it's 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 almost mesmerising seeing someone uh, that tall move that fast. I was very impressed with Lacroix, Lacroix, yeah. Lacroix. However, we La-Croix. say I think it's Lacroix. Is it Lacroix? Lacroix. I heard Lacroix. Yeah. I heard Lacroix on the day, but uh, I'm, I think we should. I'd be wrong. I, I I googled it. Like there's they're challenging with names this season, aren't they? Uh, yeah, but. Uh, very good game. I think Risden was in top form. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit more. West United really pushed the ball forward on either wing with Risden and Wales um, running forward with Dia feeding the ball. Do you think this was a successful strategy? It was. I also liked that um, either Lustica or Kilkenny would drop back to support the defence while to allow Risden to get up forward where he can naturally, you know, kill teams and slice them open and, with, and give us good ball product too. Um, the other thing I noticed too was, and I was it was a bit weird that we kept doing like crosses into the box for Dylan Wenzel Holes, but then we're playing long like through balls for um, Priovic. It seemed to be the wrong way around for each striker's strengths. But I think that might be because Priovic I'm expecting to start, and that's what they'll be doing early. And then when mm. Dylan Wenzel Holes comes on, I think that's when they'll be doing the long through balls. I think they just stuck to the plan regardless of who was actually in the position at the time just while they're getting used to John Aloisi's tactics. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I was going to say the biggest problem I think we had with our first half was the fact that we were whipping in uh, some pretty hard-to-get-to balls for the little fellas up front. We had Lockie Wales and um, Dylan Wenzel Halls, who aren't the tallest. They're quick, they're nimble, they're great with the ball at their feet, and they can header. Uh, however, it's always going to be hard to climb up over those, uh, those big man-mountain centre-backs at the Jets, I think Priovic would have been much uh, more well-suited to do that. But also throwing out, like, Priovic came on pretty fresh, so you can also play him through balls. He looks like he's quick enough to get onto a few of them. Um, I really didn't have a problem with what we were doing getting up into the final third. It's just It felt like that last ball into the box, uh, mainly in the first half, was lacking until uh, the Wales goal, which was really chaos that sort of caused that. And then he pounced. Uh, we really didn't get a, a, a clean goal this game uh, without causing chaos. But, you know, it doesn't really matter how they come. It's just we can't rely on screw-ups from the back for all our goals. Going to have to be a bit more clean against victory because they're going to bring it. Yeah. Do you guys want to watch the goal again? Oh Yeah, yeah let's do it. Oh, I, I, actually, no, let me rephrase that. Let me... Do you want guys want to watch the not? Maybe goal? we should show the first non-goal. Yeah. So what? Let's let let's lead into this. For those who didn't watch the game, the game was not without its controversies. Yeah. The Jets' first goal was not called, despite crossing the line and then spinning back. I would like to say this is the best thing Jamie Young did all day. He didn't have his best game, but this was a masterclass. Uh, no one can hear us while the video is playing. Just a heads up, guys. We hadn't discussed it, but yeah, let's do this. Angus Thurgate with the shot. And Jamie Young makes a meal of it. That's over the line. I think that's crossed the line. That Michael. has to be a goal. I think that. Chaser did look good at it. <laughs> no, not at all. Honestly, uh, without the VAR there, it's hard to call. But it's also, it, like, oh, man, it really looked over on the TV. But also worth mentioning, goal of the ball, hole of the line. We didn't see directly above it. It's hard to tell. If the linesman didn't call it, we got no VAR. Let's play on. I guess we got lucky. And that's correct. And I would just like to say, do you think Jack Duncan was our 12th man this game? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we were doing votes for the season, he'd get all like all of mine straight off the bat. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but on the flip side, almost was Jamie Young there, man of the match as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> Although I, th- I think um, – Jamie made a couple of mistakes. That was the biggest one, but he actually had a pretty solid game. Like if he tightens those 
real howlers up because he probably had like two real like oh what's going on moments and then made some brilliant saves as well so it's like he's a bit out of sorts um at a new club he's definitely a really good shot stopper uh maybe he's just a bit out of touch but um i was I see more positives than negatives out of Jamie's performance uh, on the weekend. So uh, worst-case scenario, we got Ryan Scott to come back in and if he keeps flapping the ball around. Let's get into that. Let's talk about it. And if you look to the right-hand corner, they took out Scott. There's a lot of people in the fan base who were really surprised by the Jamie Young signing and – thought that was a bit of a kick in the teeth to Ryan Scott, who was a bit of a he's a bit of a folk hero after last season. He he performed gallantly after the, what happened. But I really see this as a positive for Ryan Scott's development to be going for to to compete for that number like for the goalkeeper role every week with someone as good as Jamie Young. I know well, there's a couple that, you go. No, I'll I'll go. I think it is really good for him. Going back to last the season review, I mentioned that uh, Ryan Scott's uh, save percentage was in the low 70s. It was low to mid-70s from memory. Um, and that was probably the one area he could really improve on. I think having Jamie Young, who I believe had the highest save percentage last year, can really help him in that development and help improve him to that next level. Um, exactly. Competition's not a bad thing. You want that depth. You want that competition. You want people who are unlucky missing out on games and are hungry and really just come on and kill it. I also do think we'll have a few games coming thick and fast at some point in the year. Would not surprise me if we see Ryan uh, get in there, uh, get a game and impress. Because if, if uh, you can't tell anyone forgot, he definitely had better form than Kurt. And that's why he stayed in. You know, um, Mark Rudin last year, uh, when we were winning, said, you know, it'd be pretty much criminal of me to take Scotty out of this side now that he's come in and won us a couple of games. So, um if he can do it all again, then he's definitely cemented himself as the number one. Um, but until then, it's uh, oh, the, the big thing is Young was at Brisbane for a while, Aloisi at Brisbane. They're probably boys. Aloisi probably trusts Jamie a lot more than he can trust Ryan at this point. So um, it's up to Ryan to, yeah, take his chance when he gets it. Hopefully he... Um, Jamie can do well for us this season and we don't need Ryan, as crap as that sounds. But uh, it's just good to know that you've got two world-class goalies in your in your squad and that they're pretty much interchangeable. And I'm not worried if either one of them's playing. I'm not thinking, oh, we've got our second choice in today, which um, not many clubs, I think, around the world uh, can say. Definitely not. 100% agree. Like, I would be happy any day of the week to have Ryan Scott there. But I also like that he's learning from such an experienced keeper to work with him like he did Curdo. So, Kelsey, any thoughts? No, I think we've summed it up uh, really well. Um, and I think definitely there will be rotation between FFA Cup, now that we're in the next round, and games. There, there's going to be rotation. There's no doubt about it. 100%. Uh, I don't want to win that cup. Very 100%. AC <laughs> ACL playoff spot as well. That's great. Now, Jay, what were your expect expectations leading to the game for the new striker, Priovic? Oh, man, I didn't think we'd get the team. I thought, um, I don't think we'd probably training that long. I didn't think we'd see him at all. So to see that he was uh, actually, you know, on the team sheet and then obviously not starting, but, you know, on the bench, I thought, oh, he's probably just there maybe for morale. Then he come on and he scores. Pretty wrapped with it, to be completely honest. I mean, I'd probably be a bit worried, but, <laughs> to, yeah, um, to see Previch come on, score a pretty easy goal and get off the mark, pretty happy, pretty excited, and hopefully he can poach a few because that was Berisha-esque in my opinion, just right place, right time, and not a hard ball. I think any one of us on the podcast probably could have put that one away, but uh, you, you'll love to see it. Hopefully he bags another few. Do you want to watch it now? 
Yeah, wouldn't be mad at it. A chance for Lockie Wales here. Oh, Jack Duncan makes a mistake. Lockie Wales will capitalise. And out of nothing, Western United take the advantage. He's made something out of nothing there, Lockie Wales. Oh, Duncan makes a terrible error. Prijevic scores. And Jack Duncan has had a night to forget. A nightmare, in fact, for the Newcastle Jets. R1 circle, R1 circle, finish shot straight in. <laughs> Any one of us could have done it. <laughs> I don't even think he did that. He like, that was, I actually, we also showed the Lockie Wales goal as well because I put them in the same file to watch, but yeah, Lockie Wales do it, like did really well. That was a communication error by Duncan and his defender. We're laughing. Still, still a good finish and a good capitalisation. Exactly, that's what Lockie Wales is great at, and having him being able to poach, get up there, I think will complement Prijevic. Maybe like, I think that'll be great. And that goal, the, it was just lazy fans. It was just like, oh, look, check this shit out. Like, and then he went over to the Jets fans and got in them. Honestly, a, a bit disappointed that Prijevic didn't walk the ball up to the goal line and then lie down and head it in. That would have just been an absolute class act. But you know, it's different. Probably don't mess around with it. Look, the only thing I'll disagree with is I don't think it was an R1 circle. I think it was more just a simple X into the into the net. You just simply <laughs> passed it in there. Yeah, I mean, you're um, not going to score an easier goal like that in the A-League, you'd think. So um, <laughs> probably not the most flashy way to get off the mark, but not mad at it. Uh, just we'd like to thank, uh, before, well, before we get into it, uh, I've got a bit of a stat of the day. Do you know who had the highest pass, uh, actually the most passes for the day out of our team? And someone we haven't spoken about much today. Kilkenny. I'll give it a crack. Yep. Damn, I was going to say Kilkenny too. Yeah, it's we haven't spoken about him today, but he bossed midfield. Can, we can't take him out of midfield for anyone. I, I'm very... Intrigued to see him in action. He's always been a beast in midfield. He can he can come back defensively, but he can also push forward. He's got some like he's got some pretty good ball work. He also took some corners for Diamante as well. So this gives us a bit more room to move if uh, to give Diamante less minutes or rest him for games against say Jets. Now back to those corners. I. I am with short corners like Kelsey is with hyphenated names. I cannot stand <laughs> short corners. Neil, I know you don't listen to this, but no more short corners, man. No more short corners. Just whip it. In. Just, uh, it's, it, I don't know if they've been practicing something on the training ground and it's been working, but it might work against the under-23s boys, but when you're playing against, you know, an A-league club, just, just whip the ball in, man. You get a corner, use it. I, I agree. To me, a short corner is a wasted opportunity to shot a goal or an opportunity Honestly. to shoot a goal. To me, it, 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 more often than not, it does not pay off. Normally, it gets blocked by the bloody defender who's run up to stop it. For a mm. short corner to work, it's got to be perfectly executed uh, like a training ground dr- drill. But I just I think the cross, uh, the, uh, the ball straight into the box from the corner – you know, when you've got players like Leo that tower above everyone on the pitch that are there to head of the ball in and or even cause a bit of chaos, yeah. Um, maybe they were just trying something out. Hopefully we do see a, a goal from a short corner. I'd be pretty happy with that. I just don't want to be, be doing it as like at the frequency we were. That was just a bit worrying. But mm. maybe, Neil, maybe Neil had practiced it and had some success with it. We'll see what happens. Exactly. Uh, that stat was from A League Live, which you'll see their logo in the corner of the sc- this corner of the screen. And if you're passionate about, if you're as passionate about West United as we are, you won't want to miss any of this season's A League action. And the easiest, quickest, and best way to catch every game from every angle is with the A League Live app. Search for A League Live app or Sportsmate in the uh, Sportsmate in the app or Google Play stores. We will also have links to it in the audio version of the podcast description. We're big fans. We use it for all our stats and have since season one. Big fans. Check it out. 
It's a brilliant app. Yeah. It gives you all the stats you can need. Can't talk more. Like, I've been using them since I had a smartphone. Ten years, I reckon, I've been using sports, mate. Better than the EPL app. They also do, well, we've said this before, but AFL, NRL, they do it all well. Cannot recommend it highly enough. Yeah, so check them out. And are you guys up for any final comments on the FFA game? No. Hopefully we beat victory by more than 2-1. Hopefully it's only up and up from here because if this is the low point of the season, I'll be pretty happy with it. I'll take it. Now, Kelsey, would you like to get into the... The actual game preview this time? Yeah, I got it right. So you've made a nice comment here that we are playing. It's the Buckery uh, game preview. So oh. on Saturday, 20 November, 7.45, GMHBA Stadium, we take on Melbourne Victory, or as the club called them, Melbourne Victory, because I don't like to acknowledge the V, but I think I like your Victory just that little bit more in our season opener. Now, obviously, last week, West United, we've spoken about it. We won 2-1 in the FFA Cup, whilst Victory drew 2-2 against Avondale in a preseason match. Both teams will be looking to bounce back after last year's disappointing season with a new coach and players hoping to start the season, their respective seasons with a win. Wallace, after the 2-1 uh, win against the Jets, what changes the lineup are you hoping to see, if any? I just looking at the lineup, I would like to see more minutes from Priovic, but I'm not gonna hold my breath. I if we're gonna continue with a back four, oh, I don't I Laquara and Imai both solid. Again, we didn't mention Imai, but he had another solid game. Oh, probably Sticker's probably the only person that I'd pro or, and uh, Wenzel Halls. I'd have somewhat like if Renee uh, Karin is good to go, I'd have him in there and maybe Priovic. Topper Stanley is a beast as well. So I, it's if, if we had a back three, we'd have Topper Stanley there. You know what I mean? Like it's a, it's a hard one having the two centre backs. Um, yeah. How about you? what about you guys? Yeah. Well, I. Oh, sorry, I'm just whipping up this team sheet again, double-checking. Pretty happy with the way we came out. Probably pretty sure that's probably our fittest 11 at the moment. Yeah. The only thing is uh, Lustica, I find, was a bit disappointing, although I felt like he started a bit rough and slowly came in the game a bit, maybe not enough. But who knows, maybe he just needs a bit more fitness. Um, we have seen really good things from Lustica. Uh, especially early on last season and to the end, towards the end of our first season. So we definitely know we've got the goods. Uh, if he can produce them again, you know, we're on. But I'd probably start I'd probably start around Korean if we got him and maybe Parias as well instead of even Lockie Wales and bring Lockie Wales on as our impact player. I think Parias showed a lot of a lot of um, promise last season. I'm not 100% sure. Did he get a run? I don't think he did in the FFA Cup. If I double check. Who, who are you saying? Parise. He did get a quick run. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, I, I thought I remembered him. Um, he looked all right, I, I'm pretty sure, in our in our uh, FFA Cup run. We didn't memory. cover it, but he had an offside goal. Yeah, yeah. So uh, was that from the corner or was that I the one I early on in the first half? I can't where he ran through sorry. and scored. That's all right. No, no it, was, it was the second half. Yeah, it's it was coming late. late. Um, it was late in the second half. Basically, he was in an offside position when it deflected off, come off um, Duncan, and then he sort of yeah. uh, tapped it in. But it was in an offside position. Hey, I'll, I'll still, you know, at least he, he put it away. It's even, you know, even though it doesn't count, you don't want to be screwing around with any chances you got. So I think uh, I'd probably bring in uh, Price for Wales, even though Wales scored. Um, uh, but then again, it's hard, you know. It's, it's really up to Aloisi, seeing how well they train, because we've got a lot of great players to pick from. Uh, I don't think we'll put forward a disappointing starting eleven. that's for sure. Even, even if we put forward the same one that uh, we used in the FFA Cup, are we... I'll, I'll be content with it. I, I wouldn't be, wouldn't be, 
wouldn't be putting all my faith in those players to beat Victory because I think Victory are going to come come at West United pretty hard, but uh, definitely have all the tools to get the win on Saturday. Yeah, look, I suspect it'll be the same starting eleven. If all the players were fit, I would be, um, like we've already discussed, Dylan Wenzel-Holz for Previch uh, and um, Rene in for um, Lusticker. That That's where I suspect it'll be as the strongest starting eleven. But, you know, you've got to take it each game and tactics will change. And speaking of um, tactics, Jay, what are you looking for as team tactics going into this match? Uh, well... I think we're going to probably be playing four at the back again. Um, it's it's something that Johnny's gone with pretty much his whole career from what I can remember saying. Tactically, I think we'll be putting a lot of long balls through to Prijevic to try and get on the end of, bring down, uh, or a lot of crosses for Prijevic, sorry, and a lot of young bo- long balls for the faster boys. Um, I expect to see... Players like Connor Payne getting much, much further up the pitch than he usually would. And now that he's got that cover from Garuccio. And I actually wouldn't be surprised if even Leo gets a bit further up to play in uh, some some through balls and, and to chop out the midfield. So I think uh, when we can get a decent period of possession going, I think we'll play some high-paced uh, pass intensive and forward-pressing football, which also leads us open to get counted. So I think ultimately I, I, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised to see a similar scoreline from our FFA Cup game in our game against uh, the Victory. I think the Victory are going to come at us pretty hard with, with their lineup as well. I think they're going to want to score and they're going to want a repeat of the 6-0 drubbing they gave us. But... I think it's going to be very open up our... I, I think we're going to attack a lot. It's going to leave the game very open. It's going to invite the victory on. And then I think it'll just be back and forth attacking for decent periods of the game, followed by probably some down periods where there's just a bit of, you know, having a breather and passing it around. But I, I, I think we're going to be pressing pretty hard with the players we've got. Your yeah. thoughts, Wallace? I think... I'm not very confident going into this game. Uh, Melbourne victory in their wisdom uh, managed to secure their manager early and recruited early and probably hit the ground running a bit better than we did with a manager change. So I expect us to peak a bit later in the season. So I'm not overly concerned about this, but after the eight game losing streak we're on the end of last season, I'd really like to see the, the boys get up especially under a new manager. I definitely think we'll be playing that kind of attacking football. I just hope we can align how we're trying to serve our striker to their actual height. Yeah. That's a quick question though. Do you think uh, Leo Lacroix like has only ever purchased a two step, uh, step ladder? Cause he's never needed anything. anything. I don't think he's ever needed a step ladder full <laughs> stop. I think, yeah. Worst case, he's had to find a, a small rock to stand on. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> Hey, Maybe they can that sheet of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, yeah, his brisk jump was is like, yeah, he's just ridiculously tall. So I've got a lot of confidence in our back line. I just, it's tightening it to get it to the point where it's a fit, like, really good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'd keep Jamie Young in there. I think that's going to be really important. Yeah, and I think we'll play pretty consistently. I'm not expecting Renee in. I reckon we probably won't see him to a couple rounds in until he's got he's got his fitness because he like like Previch, they come out of quarantine pretty late. Yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. I'm really excited to see what uh, what a number of teams have done. There's a, a victory is one of the ones I'd love to see what they've done this year because I think a strong victory is good for the league. It is. I, well, I let's not, sorry, Kelly, you go through first. No, no, it looks like you have a final point, so I'll let you do that and then we'll go into the last part. Um, it was more of a segue, but uh, Christian, I think Thea Harris picked up from Victory. Would, would oh, he got him from like a Bangladesh club? Oh, he was yeah. Victory Youth, I think. Yeah, oh, he's definitely played for Victory. Yeah. There's no doubt about yeah. that. So it'd be good to see him come on and grab a couple for us on the weekend. I, I'm 
it like we do have a lot of uh, a lot of pace and a, a lot of youth in our attack. So I I don't think it's going to be a nil all game. I think both teams mm. will score. Yeah, well, I think I'll, I'll I'll hold you there, and we'll go into the actual tips. So. Basically, from six games played, West United currently lead with four wins, with one loss and one draw, which is that unfortunate 6-0 drubbing in the last game. What are your predictions? I'll throw to you, Wallace, first. Okay, I'll go. go, go, Okay, so I'm going to predict 3-2, and I'm going to go back the boys. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be... End to end, and it's going to be chaos and amazing watch. Jay, where are you sitting on this? We can't agree on everything in this podcast. I was going to say 3 2. I'm going to go 3 1 United. Oh. I think uh, we score a couple early, they get one back, and then we finish the game off late. I'm going to go real crazy on this 3 3 draw. That's good for everybody watching. It's good for Channel 10, good for Paramount. I think it'll be a bit of an open banger of a game because both teams aren't settled yet. Um, I think, yeah, like we've all agree on the attacking football, I think it's just going to lead to some chaos. Yeah, I, I, I think I think we could find it be a lot, uh, a lot like uh, if you ever watch, you know, Liverpool and versus Man U. It's it's either a, a high scoring goal fest with just non-stop action or it's a nil all draw with a few moments of greatness but I hope it's the high scorer one I like I, I've got a gut feeling it will be but there's always the chance that these games sort of peter out into nothingness just because of the the tension the build-up the start of the season and then no team really wants to lose so no team really goes for it could be a draw oh, that would not surprise me either but I think it's going to be a high-scoring win for either side, hopefully hopefully, thus. Yeah. Now, from what we've heard, uh, the tickets are close to selling out. And as you said earlier, the capacity for the game will be $13,000. Basically, we're going to send everyone. $13,000? 13,000 people. Jeez. $3,000. That was a terrible blooper. Oh, well, look. <laughs> look. Basically, what we're really trying to do is say to everyone, get out there and support the boys ahead of the weekend and uh, everyone is meeting at the Barwon Club for the pregame as well. So if you're keen to check it out, come down, have a look, and um, let's get nice and loud for the boys. 100%. Now, do we want to talk about the episode's sponsor? Yes. Oh, Billy J, you can uh, help shine a little bit of light on this on who the sponsor might be. Well, the sponsor actually helped me out a great deal this week. Um you know, before before we went down to the game, I'm going to be honest with you, boys. I needed to do a little bit of manscaping downstairs. It was giving me the itches and the jocks, and look who came through. It was Manscaped, our new sponsor. They provide uh, a fantastic men's grooming kit, uh, not just for you know your downstairs areas, but for your face as well. Great uh, shaver, the lawnmower 4.0. Uh, yeah. Do we have an ad? Do we have an ad read? Or I, I have an ad read. I have an ad read. Honestly, I honestly we can do an ad read, but the product's actually good. I would, you know, they're not just paying us to say it's good. It's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm it really is good stuff. Yeah. We'll we'll go go say, before read. we do, sorry, before we yeah, do, Jay, sorry, you just want to read out the uh, special code we've got, the promo code. Oh yes, yeah, sorry, our promo code. AWAW21 for 20% off and free shipping at checkout. Uh, gives you a pretty good – that's a pretty good bonus. That's also uh, in USD, so you get a little bit more bang for your buck with that one. So promo code AWAW21 at checkout for free shipping at manscaped.com. Fun fact, I didn't put a space between free and shipping, so it's for shipping. But let's get into this. So support for All Out West is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, 
4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. As you mentioned, Jay, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code AWAW21 at manscaped.com. Now, let's get to some little bit about it. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed and optimized trimmer that makes you shaving time your favorite time in the bathroom. Honestly, man, this product just rocks. I'm not yeah. even kidding. I'm yeah. so keen. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah, you get a good little package when you buy it. Uh, you, you get a, a, a lot of what, what is it? Uh, well, the deodorant, man, that was fantastic. I don't know if you boys have used that as well. You get the box of shorts. Matt, it just keeps you. I, I was at the game on Saturday. I've never felt more free in my life. It was just, yeah, it's a good product. We do, although they are giving us a chop out, do definitely recommend it. Now, onto that. We were some of the first people to try the new 4.0, and all of us in our group chat have been blown away by the performance, the craftsmanship and the details, the exquisite packaging. It's a really well-defined product. Now, Kelsey? So the thing that really impressed me, like, look, no no real secret here. I'm not the most hairiest person on the planet. Like, I'm not. But the ease of use for that product is so easy. Like, it was so simple to just use. The instructions are really clear. They're funny as well. And they give you everything you could possibly need to, you know, look after yourself. Definitely. I was I was blown away by the the whole concept behind the packaging. It's a, a nice kit. For instance, away games this year, you're traveling, you're on a big day out. The the crop reviver you could use if you were a bit sweaty down there. Like if you do Adelaide away in a 35 degree day, get some crop reviver on your ads. That'll sort you out. You know what I mean? You don't want to be going to the pub afterwards stinking. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, you got to take care of yourself. You you, you feel good. You look good. You feel like it would be a great, better day for everyone, especially on the yeah. bus ride home. Or, worth, or mentioning as, worth mentioning as well, completely waterproof, water resistant. It charges uh, uh, wirelessly just in the dock. And we've had a bit of wild weather the last week. My light went out in my bathroom. I had to fix it, but I didn't have the materials. But guess what? I could still shave in the dark because the lawnmower 4.0 has a light. It is unbelievable. A spotlight to unbelievable. be specific. A spotlight. Yeah. No nicks, no nicks. I could have easily just neutered myself, but not, not with a lawnmower 4.0. Never go back to scissors again. <laughs> That's why, because the upgraded trimmer includes a multifunction on and off switch with a 4,000K LED spotlight. I just can't rage on about this enough. Uh, I think Don't forget the travel all... lock. That is also really handy. Oh, the travel lock. Yeah. Well, a lot of people like traveling. You go on an away day. You if you, you might have lined up a date. You want to make sure you're, you're good down there. The travel lock, so it doesn't go off in your bag whilst you're on the plane or in the car or whatever. Man, I'm not going to lose that just... battery life. Exactly. If you've been shaving with the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it wrong. No person wants to end up with pubes in their mouth. It's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped to make me make me time the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boys. Get 20% off with shipping with the code. Jay, what is it? A-W-A-W, which is all West, aren't we? 21 for 20 and free shipping at checkout. That's at manscaped.com. Once again, A-W-A-W, 21. Your balls will thank you. And let's get back into it, lads. Sweet. Now, do you know what's next, guys? Do you want to know? Oh, no. I haven't started. <laughs> I might no, no. have to remember to do it this year. <laughs> I bugger this up every – hang on. Let me re-download the ESPN app. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, so it's okay. What we're saying to everyone, we're running the uh, – all out West tipping competition again. Last year, Andrew Tran got the biscuits. We can't let him do that again. If you want to join, go to ESPN uh, Footy Tips, the either the app or the website. Search Western underscore United, all lowercase. All lowercase. Sorry about that, guys. And yeah, get in and 
we've been speaking to the club about a really cool prize this year. So, yeah, it's going to be sick. You'll also get the toilet seat trophy that has Andrew Trent's the reigning champion. You cannot let him have that. You know what I mean? Or will he get it again? The fun thing is no one in the podcast can actually win the major prize. So whoever gets the top top score, f- not from the actual podcast, will get this prize and or, tr- well, they don't won't get the trophy because that will go to whoever actually wins. But the prize will go to the, the best-seated non-podcast member. So, yeah, pretty keen. Are you kidding me? So I can't, even, I can't even win the toilet seat trophy? You can win the toilet no. seat. You can't. You can't win the actual prize because that's... It's, oh, no, I don't care about the action. I just want the glory of the seat. That's, yeah. that's all the, the most pre- prestigious title in the All Out West universe. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you get in. It's always great. We're, there's also a number of great uh, dream teams happening as well. I joined one. I look forward to forgetting about it in six weeks. Now, do you guys want to go to Around the Grounds? Yeah, sure, I'm let's really do this. It. I'm really enjoying I'll these, enjoy these, these banners. Yeah, I spent some time on it today. But uh, so the league has recently announced the Meetup app, which is, I'm pretty sure it's Meetup. But yeah, it's a, an app with all EPL, A League, and all National Leagues information there. Kind of, in one, kind of a one touch situation. They've spent $30 million on this. It's kind of going to replace the My Football app. And yeah, what do you guys think of this? Slash, have it's you guys installed it? I didn't even know I it haven't. existed up until you okay. said so. They probably should have spent more money on advertising. But I'm going to download it now and I'll give you my review in about a minute. Okay. Well, Look, let's talk. My about- Sorry, I'll just give a quick opinion on it. I think it's a, considering the league is not flush with money, I think that's a lot of investment where it could be used elsewhere in a better way. But let's see how it goes. But the thing is, they get, that could be a really good money earner in a sense of ad revenue, uh, links to possibly like odds or something. I don't see why anyone would because A-League Live exists. You know what I mean? But exactly. I, Sorry. I, I, um, just quickly, which app is it? I've, oh, it's um, Keep Up. Keep Up. Me, keep Up. Keep Up. Keep Up. It's not made up because I looked up made and I've got a lot of like dating nights. I think I'll leave them it's for later. Up. It's keep up, sorry, hey, buddy. There, there's an idea though. A league betting app. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't want any royalties. You can use that. You've got the money to help it. Uh, so yeah, it's that's it's called keep up. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, but that's a big deal. Uh, the next thing is Discussions have taken place between the Victorian government and the FA for the state to host a Socceroos World Cup qualifier against either Japan or Vietnam early in the year. FA are optimistic about one of those games being played in Melbourne. That's what great. Your thoughts, and do you have a preference in who they play? I mean, obviously Japan's the bigger game, but I'm happy either way. We've got a decent Vietnamese um, population in Victoria as well, so either game I see is a good opportunity well, do you know if they're looking at Amy or Eddie had? No, there wasn't a lot of info. I'd, I'd say from previous World Cup qualifiers against the smaller clubs, even, I'd probably be at uh, Amy Park. I've been to a couple World Cup qualifiers at Amy Park. Uh, and even though it's only probably 3,000 odd, oh, it's an absolutely rocking atmosphere. I'd probably recommend keeping it at Amy Park. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that's where I sit. Um, I just know we've done games at Eddie had against Japan in the past, and it's sort of cost us a little bit. I'd prefer Amy Park for this for either game. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like the good part about yeah, like you said, Japan, uh, Vietnam, they both have uh, like great support here, so it would really feel like a home away game because you have that that away contingent of Japanese or Vietnamese fans. Uh, and then the rest of a packed 30k stadium, all Socceroos, um, Western Service crew probably have to figure something out and jump into that active as well, because I'll be very keen on that. Um, that as much as we love club football, there's nothing like international football. So if they can get that back to Melbourne ASAP, very keen on that, and very keen on progressing into the World Cup finals. 
I'm I'm pretty uh, available for uh, like any of the uh, either Vietnam or Japan to jump on. I like Japanese and Vietnamese beer. If anything, the the the, the, the Western service crew is like eighty percent freaking rivets. They should really be jumping on the Vietnamese train there because they're manufactured in Vietnam. Like, but yeah, I think it's great. Great, it'd be amazing to see Socceroos in action. And you guys want to move on to the next bit? Yep. Uh, championship side Birmingham City want Riley McGree's loan deal from MLS franchise Charlotte extended to the end of the season. The 23-year-old is currently due to head to America in December because they inherently backstory. They uh, Charlotte purchased Mar- Riley McGree and then loaned him out straight away because the club wasn't ready because they were getting everything ready, like sorted, the stadium and all that jazz. What are your thoughts? I mean, if you're Birmingham. You want to keep him on. He's been an absolute jet for him this season. Great young talent. He's probably the best thing to come out of the A-League in a long while. Um, part of me wants him to stay in England, but part of, him, part of me also wants to see him go to the MLS and play top flight football because the MLS is a much more competitive league uh, than it used to be. Uh, probably not as competitive as the championship, but he could really shine there. So uh, a really good chance either way for Riley, but... If it were up to me, uh, the English blooded boil up, I'd probably stay stay in England, stay in Birmingham. Yeah, if I had a choice between the two, I'd, I'd choose the English route. But look, there's there's no really real losing for him in either situation here, and, and it's good for the Australian game either way as well. Yeah, he's also probably got financial incentive to go to the MLS. I'd I'd say, but um, yeah, that's up to him. Uh, you only play for a finite amount of time, so I don't really blame players for chasing the dollar. Hundred percent. Do you guys want to move on to carded? Do you guys have any cards this week? And oh wait, oh yeah, I've got a big round one ready to go. Obviously, my voice is still a little hoarse. My big red card is to whoever lost the megaphone. We need to find that megaphone or to get another one because I can't do this every week. Red card, no mega. Get us one. I have no card this week. I'm not going to start the season off in a negative tone. I'm looking forward to the season opener. Yeah, I would like to give a bit of a like a pat on the back to Paramount. I'm loving and the the Channel Ten contract here. I'm loving turning on my TV to see in the news bracket news about other teams, the A-League, getting it hyped up, ads, billboards. This is the most traction I think the league's had in a number of years. It feels fresh. It feels new. It's good. I'm excited. They're also subliminally so, uh, sneaking it in as well. I've seen Tara Russian pop up on a few of Channel 10 shows and, a few, you know, little ads here and there where you usually wouldn't see ad time for the A-League. So, yeah, very, very well, happy with uh, Paramount's Promotion. I said I believe it when I see it, and I'm seeing it now, so pretty happy. Well, that'll actually say, me. there is a card. Red card to Fox up how terrible they were at promoting the game because Channel 10 has done more and Paramount have done more in weeks than what Foxtel did in years. The, the only thing I, I probably throw out uh, Foxtel did that was a positive, but I think that was more, more on the broadcasters more so than Fox themselves. Was, uh, I believe it was Adam Peacock used to run a podcast for uh, the A-League or, like, do A-League season previews, not just, you know, for, like, one club but for the broader league. And, you know, myself as a fan of just the whole A-League, I enjoyed listening to those sorts of podcasts. And, unfortunately, we don't have anything like a, a, a full A-League season preview and it's something that's a bit beyond, you know, us three as well to do one. We're more Western boys, but um, hopefully Paramount could do something with that, get on top of that, get some sort of uh, you know, analysis show, uh, and they probably will bring something into the next season or at least see how things go. Um, I think that's the, the only way they could pretty much perfect this is just a bit more of an analysis and, and pregame, and, yeah, we're rocking here with Paramount. I want to add on that. Like us, there's many grassroots people making podcasts for fun, and a lot of them are team-based. There's some really great team-based ones out there. 
like Talking City do an amazing job for Vuck's sake, the Jet Stream, um, Around the Block, that's another great one. They're all supporting the club. But there's also a couple that are A-League across the board centric. Like Destruction in the Box for me was one of my favourites and that got, like ended last year, which was shit. But A-League Couch Critics are really good. They're doing a great job. Uh, I want to shout out More Than a Game. Uh, the, that podcast, they do EPL and A-League. And, yeah, those guys are all cool. They're, and uh, um, worth mentioning, uh, the Football Capital uh, are starting to breach, uh, yeah, reach out into the A-League. A uh, couple of Western Sydney boys. Uh, we're going to be in uh, talking with them and trying to, you know, kick off a uh, season preview with them in the near future as well. So, uh, definitely worth yeah. giving them a listen as well if you are an uh, EPL fan based in Australia. Uh, they're a good bunch of eggs. Yep. On that note, we didn't mention in this segment, our lads, the crossbar caper guys. Again, they do, an honourable mention. And, yeah, shout out to those guys because they do an amazing podcast. We love, love them uh, and uh, love to shit stir them. Very few people from other teams pretty have been much the West active in a Nixon mask. That's all I'm saying. So let's move out to our outro. Now, this is a call to arms, everyone. Let's go out and support and make this year the biggest one for Western United. The club, in my opinion, has been very ambitious with its signings and just whole business strategy. But we can't rely on Jack Duncan every week to give us the win. We need to go out there and support the boys. So, mate, if you can get to games, do it. If you can get a membership, do what's in your means. But it's it's amazing having a club from the western suburbs, and especially someone who grew up in Werribee. This is amazing. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and check out our sponsors, Manscaped, A-League Live, Glow Pair, and, yeah, support businesses in the west and kick it, yeah. All west, aren't we? All west, aren't we? All west, aren't we? Wait, just just kill the outro. Give me a second, lads. Can I wait, still wait, say so. it? Wait. <laughs> Hang on, we'll get there. What, what's Epstein doing? Oh, definitely not killing himself. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, everyone. Oh, we're-